0: It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be vegetation. That's going to be our theme. Our theme is grass, verdant. Nature, nature is the theme. Do with it what you will.
1: It's kind of a look behind the creative brains of footy fellas. That's, the creative that's how, that's how process. Yep. The genius behind what you're about to listen to. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to see what we come up with. So you're not, gonna, you're not going to write it down beforehand. If I were listening. I would stick around until the end to listen to what we come up with. So you're not writing it down. You're, no, you're gonna come up with it on the spot. I'm gonna spitball it Kay. about nature. Love it. That's my favorite thing. Okay. What was the first thing you said? Nature and what? You should have wrote. If you wrote it down, you're good. <laughs> Welcome to Footy Fellow Welcome to Footy Fellas. Coming at you from Chicago and only Chicago only this Chicago. week. We're gonna be talking soccer, we're gonna be talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This week's episode is brought to you by Hike You, New Roots to poetically spice up your outdoor expeditions. Nice. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram at footyfellaspod, also on Twitter at footyfellaspod, F-O-O-T-Y, fellaspod. It's just me and Jones today with Winter on a well-deserved break and vacation.
0: He is not a, a, I have to, there's been a lot of rumors flying around. He has not been fired, nor has he left the company. That is all hogwash. He hasn't been lured away by any other podcasts. He is simply on vacation. He needed a break.
1: That was it. I just needed to clear the air. Was that flying around on Twitter or oh, it your, was your inbox personally? Everywhere.
0: DMs, um, RMs, uh, CPMs, all, all over the place. Uh, I went to Walgreens, people are asking me.
1: That's because we put up the posters talking yes, about Yes, asking where, sure where's Icy. And you put up the posters. I put up
0: the posters asking where is Icy. They're, they're lost. In, I thought he was missing. Okay. I didn't realize he was on vacation. It was my fault. I kind of
1: started the rumors. So you started, but you're-, you're Quashing them. I can confirm, them, yes. Squashing them and quelching them. At the same time, yes. Okay. Well, Jones and I, as he sips on his delicious sounding drink, we're going to get right to it this week. Without Icy, we came to you because we didn't know where to look, and the, our first thought was to you, yes, our Fofs, for a bit of a mailbag experiment. For the second time, last time it was the wheel of questions, this time it's the mailbag. Same the mailbag. idea. Mailbag. Mailbag that feels like it needs a little jingle. Was that it, or a better one? I,
0: uh, I'm just saying it could use one like, mail bags here.
1: <laughs> like a big fluffy mail bag. Like a huge one that. Oh, so it's kind of like a Dora vibe. It's got Dora vibes. Yeah. The way yeah you said
0: well, it. yeah.
1: I, I, don't think I, I. I think mine's a little more authentic than that. But yeah. There were a couple of questions we definitely need to address, and okay. then some others we'll hopefully get to. Okay. In this quick. Quick format, trying to spend one to two minutes per question to make sure we get to all of these lovely questions. Thank you for responding to our story on Instagram, everyone. First question was, why are we shirtless in the story asking for questions? (laughs) Are we trying to promote the show through a thirst trap? And what I have to say to that is, first, thank you if you're calling just our shirtless shoulders, a thirst trap, if that's enough.
0: Well, that's what we're ex- exposing, literally. That's what our, I mean. That's okay. all it
1: was. So if our, that's being called our, a thirst trap, it, well, I, I, that's yeah, good. Our thirst traps. Oh. They're exposing oh our thirst god, traps. Oh my god, it was thirst traps. Think about that. So That's actually a good sign. And no, we're not promoting it through a thirst trap. We're promoting it through genuine content, mm-hmm. knowledgeable banter. Thank you. And and entertaining and humorous segments. Yeah, and look, we're a little cheap. We save our money. We're not
0: blasting the AC up in here. Uh, so, and you know what? If anything, uh, I, I'm not I'm not about this shaming life. Not that they are shaming. I think they're, it's a huge compliment, but let's also recognize, you know, we're comfortable being in our own skin around each other. And I'll tell you what, Slapped your thigh because I knew as my boy, it, it doesn't matter. It's a lot of thigh, though. It was hard not to hit that thigh.
1: The second question we got was a simple one, and requires a simple answer. What's better, a goal, a save, or an assist? Goal.
0: It's not really a question.
1: Next. See, that, that is interesting, actually, yep. though. I think that says a lot about you. Because okay, yep. as a center midfielder, no, 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 yep. Yep. assists were always very exciting to me. You need a goal. You mm-hmm. need a goal or two. Mm-hmm. But then I genuinely gained more good feelings from an assist, mm. I think.
0: There's a lot of wins with that. It's a win win if you get an assist. Yeah. You score and the and the other goal score. But I'm I'm speaking objectively. Fair. Objectively. Stats wise. Goals goals importance. don't need an assist. You can you can score a goal without that. And if you outscore the other team then the saves don't really also matter too. End of the day, literally the only way you win a game is if you have more goals than the other team. That's my lame like you know, Technical Freakonomics kind technicality of like boys exactly are back. super boring Te- technicality. Twins are back, um, but I I
1: agree. I, assists have a special place in our heart. I could see a goalie giving us a hard time using the same argument you just made, which is to say, if you never give up a goal, you also won't lose. Saves are important, but I'm on the same page as you. Neither of us are goalies. Yep, yep. That's interesting. Can't have one without the other. Third question: Should the Champions League slash Europa League keep the one and done knockout format. This format that they've adjusted to since the return of play given COVID and all of the precautions knockout formats through the end of those competitions where we usually have two legs. What do you think, Jones?
0: Tough, tough question. I I feel like my knee jerk is obviously with anything in these competitions, how much money can they make off of their games? And uh... the more games you have the more money you can make straight up so having two legs feels like economically the most sound way to you know maintain revenues and spread it evenly over the year however you know if they if they are able to maintain the same amount of games i personally think the single round game is pretty exciting the problem i suppose so so it's also exciting because you know it also allows a, you know, lesser teams a chance that you know one in ten chance that they actually might win that game. If you stretch those odds over two games, they you know they really shouldn't be in there at all. Um, I guess the hitch to it though is you don't have any home field or away f- you know there's no home or away yep. situation. Yep. Um, so I, w- I would like a single elimination. I don't know if it's
1: feasible though. It is interesting also because the home and away piece lets fans of both. Clubs go feel the passion, be a part <sighs> yes. of their team, being in it. Yeah. Which is like if we had, if we were a fan of a team where we lived in the area totally. and they were in the Champions totally. League, it would be heinous to do a single leg.
0: No, you couldn't do that. And then who, and then, th- and like, and you couldn't obviously do it too, you couldn't have one of those teams host a single leg
1: yeah elimination. That's not fair. And then doing it in a neutral venue. Sure, then you're you're saying it's not an advantage for either team, but that's just kind of a bummer. Yes. For fans of both teams. Yes.
0: It makes me think of you know what it makes me think of then? Like the next solve would be uh, which again is BS, is uh college basketball and how they have like regions and so it would be, you know, in your region, so theoretically it's not too far. You can still get there and it's still somewhat it's not your home. I get that, it's not your home. Um but even then that would lead to like, you know, I don't know, like, France and Germany always being united in games, and then it's England and, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. My geography is
1: horrible. But, you know, like you'd have these little regions. It doesn't make sense. It's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. We'll definitely we'll leave it there, because we'll get into more Champions League action as part of our main topic this week, and also a couple of upsets. So, there is something about that single leg that lends itself to that. Fourth question, should Messi stay or go? I'm a, an, a I'm a
0: I've I have a hard stance on this. Uh, I don't know if I represent the majority. I actually feel like Messi should have probably left a, a year or so ago, um, and that's mainly because it, not not him, and maybe it's not him leaving so much as the club pushing him away. I firmly believe that Barcelona and Real Madrid this is my conspiracy theory. Um, welcome, welcome to my home. Is is that barcelona and real madrid built economies it's an economics podcast too right around messi and ronaldo and that is what had uh, kept them afloat and not only afloat but like they've thrived off of that for the past decade plus ronaldo has left and what has happened with real madrid they have been able to actually restructure the team organize who's who and have managed to pull out a a, a victory in 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 the in the league play you know they've won the title Barcelona still has Messi, and Messi's still good. He's still very good. But even if he's still very good, he's not the player he once was, and he just sucks up so much attention and space that your team you can't you can't have a normal team. Mm-hmm. He needs it, the second he leaves is the second that Barcelona can actually start to rebuild. It's not going to happen without it. In the same way Ronaldinho left, like he he was far from you know. Done with his career when he left Barcelona. I think it's the same thing with Messi. Greatest player of all time. I'll put my hands down and say it absolutely. And and frankly, the most poetic way it should it should happen is he just actually retires right now. Like he doesn't even play for another team. And if he does play for another team, he should come to the MLS or some other club, other league where he actually won't really have a huge, huge um, sense of like notoriety. Like it would be. Wild if he went to the EPL and played for the little a little bit or something. That would, I feel like that would ruin his his image. Yeah. But if he came to the like, I'm totally fine with it. But if he came to the MLS and did like what Pele did, and and played for the New York Cosmos, that was way mm, back when Yeah. Way yeah. back like that for me, same kind of route. Cool. I'm kosher with it. Mm-hmm. But I think he needs to leave. What do you think?
1: I agree with you. I think for Barcelona, like for his own image, he can figure it out, but I don't think Barcelona can return to the level of play they had in the early 2010 era with him still on the team, just at this point in his career, yeah. and what he means to them. Fifth question, less of a question, more of a statement that I'll just address quickly. And someone said, John ja Morant is a stud. John ja Morant, for those of you that don't know, is a point guard on the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> He's very young, his first year in the league, and the game was actually on today where they had a shot at making it to the playoffs and didn't, but he performed pretty, pretty well and is obviously a stud. I agree. I've
0: got a, I've got a great take, and I'd love everyone, especially you, to, to let me know what you think. You're much more of a basketball aficionado. Do you believe... In, I, in life after love? In life... <laughs> Do you believe... Yes. We need more share on this pod. Stat! Um, is... Is it a good comparison, and or is there a better one than saying Ja Morant is like Jao Felix? Both playmakers, young, beginning their careers, leaving leaving the playoffs. Perhaps, perhaps a little too early. Maybe not. Maybe not. doesn't. That's that's even that's like a small piece. But flashy, like really effect, like really talented, and. Maybe playing on teams they they shouldn't be playing on. Like they like I don't see a future really for the Grizzlies, and I don't see a future for Ja Felix on Atletico. I'll pass it to you.
1: I like that take. I do like that comparison. I think Ja right now is a uh, is going to say bigger impact on his team just because it's basketball. It's five players. He's always starting or getting the majority of game time, and Ja Felix kind of went in and out. Just nature of moving to a big club like Atletico at this point in his career. Well, he's this young. So in terms of impact on the team, not as much, but in terms of personal career journey and where they're at, I do like that comparison. Okay. All right. This next one, it's got to be just single word or two, or two words, item. Okay. This, this person said, you talked about it way back when, but what's a new favorite Trader Joe's item? Have you been thinking about this one? <laughs> yeah. You want time to think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we did talk about it way back when. Not this item, obviously, because it's new. That's part of the question. But about Trader Joe's, which we are big fans of, and we even did a top five Trader Joe item ranking way back when. So you can check that out if you're interested in what's beyond this single item. For me, the new favorite Trader Joe's ice cream item is the ice cream. (laughs) I ruined it. But that's because it's that good, and I got excited. Yeah, it's really good. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. That's the same. Ditto. Let's do it. It's kind of new for both of us since mm-hmm. we live in the same place mm-hmm. and eat the same ice cream. Yep, together. The, the coffee and the mint chocolate chip Oof. are what we've been hitting so far.
0: Yep.
1: Last two. This is a juicy one that we also featured on the story because it was so juicy. And it's, would you rather have a team of 11 Philip Lams, 11 Messies, 11 De Bruynes, or 11 Manuel Neuer's? De Bruyne is. <clears throat> I think I agree with you. Yeah. He's just so good right now. Yeah. Defensively, <laughs> defensively you'd have issues, but it'd be like watching a FIFA sim on Legendary or World Class, whatever yeah. is the highest level. Yeah. Just pinging it, impossibly so, Messi, around the pitch.
0: Messi couldn't be a center back, and Lahm couldn't be uh, a forward. De Bruyne, I can see him all over the pitch. I can, I can see him playing those roles. Neuer,
1: no, just clumsy. No. I think 11 Peter Crouches or 11, 11 Juan Bissakas. Just, tack, just like, wrecked. <laughs> the other team would be injured and off the pitch I'm thinking immediately.
0: I'm like, any of those games you may have played online that are, like, you know, Clash of Clans kind of things where it's just, like, a massive... Battle wherever, like you have your two big armies. Call like that's Invade, what I think of. Yeah. Won, like ten Wamisakas, <laughs> you're running at them. They're all tackling at once. It's all of them. It's just a <laughs> so you want to see
1: eleven Wamisakas versus eleven basakas not just one of the two. <laughs> that
0: would I don't know if they would.
1: <laughs> I don't know if any of them would make it out. <laughs> That'd
0: be such a bad game because there's just there's no offense. There I don't even. Yeah, but defense is the best offense. You're right. Next. Defense wins championships. Does it win Premier League titles though? Join us in TIFO football as we collab on our next
1: video. Where offense wins mint chocolate chips. Ice cream Ooh. from Trader Joe's.
0: See, if they made... if
1: they Sponsored made by Juan Basaka. Juan, Juan
0: Basaka Studios. Yeah. VR VR studio.
1: If they made... Yes? Yes. Yes. Yes, you. Yes, you. Last question that I won't even answer directly. I'll answer indirectly because it's... It brings up something that we want to talk about very soon. And the question is, how excited are you for Fantasy Premier League to start up again next season? Starts up again. The league starts up again in about a month, which is very soon. And we are particularly excited because we are going to be bringing some footy fellas news surrounding the Premier League very soon to the Instagram, to the Twitter, to our channels, and getting all of you involved in a little bit of Fantasy Premier League Action and there might or might not be prizes. Emphasis on the might. So, you're gonna want to check it out. I'm not sure if it's a might, gonna want to check it out. Gonna do a bit of last week today, fill you in on what happened within the last week today quickly. Then, we'll get to our sponsor, thanking our sponsors as always before we chat more Champions League in depth. The big news in the MLS that happened under a week ago, but around four or five days ago, is that Portland timbers won the mls's back trophy versus orlando city two to one pretty exciting finals big congrats to a contributor to our extra time segment chris duval and the whole portland timbers team who definitely defied the odds and came together as underdogs to shock the mls world and make it happen so congrats to them in the europa league sevilla manu Milan, and shaktar donetsk good pronunciation i was worried about nailed that it, nailed it are all through to the semifinals of the Europa League, which are actually happening uh, today, on Sunday, uh, and on Monday. And then lastly, we'll chat Champions League more in depth later. So, a lot happened in the Champions League, but I'll leave it for then. Sweet. With that, we'll thank our sponsors. You've been going outside, socially distanced of course, while walking new routes and hiking new trails. But you're getting bored of the same old setting. With Hike U, we want to give you access to over 700 paths around the world from the comfort of your own home. Put on our specially designed Hike U VR headset and shabloof. You're walking along the Great Wall of China or Starved Rock hiking preserve in Illinois. As you walk, this proprietary technology will read you, you guessed it, Short haikus, one after the other, from a list of over 700. 700 paths, 700 haikus. Challenge friends around the globe to see who can explore the most destinations and haikus. So far, the record is 9 different paths and 632 haikus in a single adventure. That individual walked for about 9 hours, so at an extremely slow pace. Change up your routine from the safety and comfort of your living room with haiku one the is what was the exclamation at the
0: kind of like the middle beginning of it what was that i i i you're getting bored of the same old setting no there's like a it was like a pow but it's not pow shabloof yeah
1: that that was it how's that spelled shabloof Shablouf. shabloof
0: mm. i'm just writing that down in my my uh my word diary your dictionary that's a good one i like that one a lot Shabloof though I'm I'm looking it up um Yeah I'm I'm not seeing any Oh what
1: wow Old old Yiddish that's interesting Yep yeah. It's there Yeah it was in some I found it on some dictionary
0: What <laughs> this is going to blow your mind It's a it's a it's a origin of uh LaBeouf, Shia Labouf.
1: This is uh shabloof 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 the VR, they didn't mention price. I'm curious okay. how much it costs. Right, right, I am curious about that. Yeah. And I'm curious, the walking function, does yep. it come with a treadmill? Right. Or are you just running into your stuff, running into stuff all over your house as you yeah. use this? That's I, what I'm confused about.
0: I have a big problem with that in just general VR. I think there's, I think a portion of VR, I hope, is handheld. You move and you, like, you have a little joystick kind of thing. But if, if not, if it's truly like not even left-hand or right-hand whatever little thing, this could be... It could be a
1: dangerous game. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. Also, a dangerous game. Quarterfinals of the Champions League. Huh? (laughs) Dangerous for some favorites. Am I right? For some big names. Am I right? Your transition game, unlike Barcelona, is unbelievable. (laughs) Barcelona actually didn't have it. They didn't have to have a transition game because they were always on defense. Oof. Too spicy. Now, that's a transition. <laughs> that's a meta transition. Well done. Should we? We're going to get into each of the quarterfinal matchups. Yes. What went down, final scoreline, and why it ended up that way. Should totally. we start with Bayern, Barcelona?
0: No, I was thinking we start with uh, Leipzig and Madrid and then work our way, long way around back to Barcelona and Bayern, just because your transition was so clean that we should
1: definitely not start with it. All of right. course, absolutely. So Sorry, we're just right. gonna like zig and zag our way all the way back to Bayern Barcelona. Is This
0: whole thing just gonna be you smoothly, uh, Atalanta.
1: <laughs> no, if I said if I Soccer said I, if I said I actually meant that, I'd be lying. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. There's no way you can't do anything with that last one. There's nothing there. <laughs> with what? That I'm feeling kind of Manchester shitty today. <laughs> they were.
0: This is terrifying.
1: You've
0: unleashed the dad jokes. I've awoken the 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 dad can.
1: O P S G, he's here.
0: O P S G, yeah, it's pretty good. That's All right, what are we good. starting with? Ba- Bayern ba- Barcelona. I okay. mean, that that's the that's the biggest headline probably, right? What what a uh, I mean what what, what happened? What <laughs> honestly? Could what you happened? break it down? I was hoping. You, I did not watch any of the.
1: I don't care. What is this soccer? We were watching. I mean, we were watching. We weren't watching that game together. We were watching one of the others. But it felt like we watching, were watching that game, obviously reminiscent of the Germany-Brazil beatdown mm. in the World Cup a yep. couple years ago. And you also have a team, a German team here. Right. A lot of those players were actually in the World Cup, or at least a couple. Yep. And I saw uh, Mueller's quote afterwards about this game feeling like even more of a beatdown than that game. Because he was a part of both. <laughs> And he said, that game, we just scored a lot of goals. This game, we were in control the whole game and just possessed the ball and dominated even more so. And Damn. I think that's, yeah, that, I was like, whoa. That's First, it's a little savage. But right. second, if you just think about it and you believe him, you realize just how much of a shellacking Barcelona, one of the best teams in the world, and Messi, who we were talking about earlier, one of the best, if not the best players still in the world, received. No, oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely manhandled. My my knee jerk reaction when comparing the two instances from from the was it 2014 World Cup, yes. uh, was that felt like more of a emotional beat down simply because it was in Brazil and so you know getting getting absolutely hammered at home feels much more of a uh, just sad sad circumstance versus you know in this anonymous stadium. Where it's a
1: one-off, everything's weird. The world's gone to shit, kind of scenario. It kind of and it kind of felt like Barcelona, not was playing into that, but they embodied the feel of the game. They looked so uninterested from mm-hmm. the get-go. Mm-hmm. They looked totally content to have this be their last game of the season. They can go home, be with their families, be safe. Yes, life is easier, and they just looked uninterested. Even when they started going down and players were giving away the ball and Ter Stegen was just. Passing the ball lightly up the middle of the pitch, out of the back, when they were really trying to play out of the back, no teammates getting on him, him not getting on anyone else. They look so uninterested. It looked like it looked
0: like an old team, man. It looked like a team that has an average age of
1: I, I'm not gonna look it up, but I mean twenty seven ish.
0: At like on the low end, yeah. on the low end, right when you have like Busquets and Vidal, Piqué, I mean it, like Jordi Alba, Messi, like. All of these 30-plus-year-olds, Suarez, who are, like, quote-unquote key components to your team, nah, man, that's, that's never going to be, you're, you're not going to sustain anything with that. You're not going to be able to, to build anything, and you're not, especially when things go against you and you're getting hammered, like, are you really going to turn it around? Or are you going to have the youthful energy to bring back a team from, from the brink of absolute annihilation? And clearly, clearly not to be fair to barcelona they came up against like in an almost like perfect peak mode bayern team I, I i mean we still have to see other games bayern was not was not playing this well when they were finishing their league up um, and in the prior game that they had, they had played they were not this good when they when they dismantled still dismantling more or less chelsea um I would think Barcelona would probably beat Chelsea if they played each other, and yet still Bayern came through and ran through them. Regardless of all of that, Barcelona is extremely embarrassed. It's the worst loss they've had since like the 50s, and, and it, it begs a lot of questions. What are things that are going to change moving forward for Barcelona? Uh, who's staying? Who's going? Who's coaching? Sentien immediately sacked right after that game, rightfully so um and uh is is this the moment is this the moment definitively where we accept that Spain is no longer on the you know the the uh, the uh, the, on- the onus that, uh, that has the league with the the best teams period the best players period they've owned that title they had owned that title for again a decade plus Ronaldo's gone Messi's fading I think this is kind of maybe that, that bookend moment where we have to accept Barcelona's dead.
1: Let there be a new king. It's two teams and leagues headed in very opposite directions, as mm-hmm. you astutely pointed out. I saw a list of Bayern players under 25, and there's probably 10 to 12 players. The obvious names you think of, of Davies, Kimmich, um, Kimmich uh Naby, Sané. Yes, all the attackers. Naby... Uh, Coutinho is probably right around the age, even though he still feels like a extra bonus, even in addition to everything else they have. Coman, um, Goretzka. Goretzka, other players, they're going to keep trajectories, keep going to go, continue to go upward. And Barcelona, like you said, whatever coach does come in, is going to have a really tough project on their hands, given the current core is so old, yeah, They're indeed. only getting older, and they they've handled their money so poorly recently. It's not like there's such a clear outlook for the next three years and how to change it. No. But another team in that same trajectory and in the, not the German league, but the French league is Lyon, who took it to Man City today, different game than Bayern Barcelona, two heavyweights. They were the clear underdog. What did you see watching Lyon take down Man City?
0: You know, it's a, I saw a familiar story, one that we've seen with City the past couple of years. Where Pep out peps himself, and he he switches up the formation, he switches up the tactics, from what many would consider a fairly well-oiled machine, to adapt to a team that perhaps he's being a little too um, concerned with, um, and I wonder almost if you could you could prescribe him with a little bit of paranoia, and assuming that he needs to change to to some other system, he can't believe in his team. And I have a deeper thought. We'll come back to that in a second. But ultimately, they changed their system. It funked with their feng shui. And Leon was able to stay in the game pretty stoutly, pretty resolutely, and pull out a, a goal early, or a goal in, in the early part, in the first half of the game. Was it the first half? Yeah. yeah it was the first half. half. time. And um, and then in the second half, they, they weathered the storm, they bent, they did not break, and then they eventually you know, got those last-second goals that come from a team that's desperate and, and trying to put them away. Um, but ultimately, I think Pep was probably their biggest actual um, downfall.
1: They stuck to their game plan, and Man City continues to find ways to struggle in the Champions League late on. They look so effective and efficient and the best team in the world by far at certain points during the Premier League seasons especially this season obviously they didn't even win it but they had periods and stretches where they look so smooth and De Bruyne looks like the best player in the world and he still might be right now but they just can't piece it together against halfway decent teams that are willing to work really hard in the Champions League this year against Tottenham and, and last year and uh, Monaco. Monaco the yep. year before. Yep. And it only adds to that that it's one leg, one knockout game here. So they don't have a chance to show that they're the better team over two legs. And right. they, they kind of succumb to that.
0: Right. And, um, uh, you know, you can't ignore Sterling missing a sitter, um, which unfortunately, again, uh, you know, very United centric view over here. I do believe, oh, <clears> though, <throat> that Sterling. Is is has really established a reputation of not putting away chances he should be putting away, gimmies, um, and the one season that he did where you know he bagged a, a ton of goals and like crucial game-winning last-minute goals or assists uh, was what two two years ago whenever they you know outpaced Liverpool to win the title, and um, and was arguably a player of the season right there. When he's not in his Final elite form, he can jeopardize games. He can jeopardize how a team does. Um, so it's it's a fascinating, you know, mini micro um, element in this larger team that is that is Man City. But but I do think ultimately, and this is again conspiracy theory world. So welcome welcome um, to Aboard. a welcome board. Welcome to into the atmosphere. But I think I think Pep is a great coach. I think he's a world class coach. I think he, fortunately, unfortunately, his first team, like like first main stage team, was Barcelona 2009, 2012-ish era. That was unbelievable. It will forever be the best team to ever exist. But he had the pieces. He had a young Messi. He had all of the things that really mattered. I think the style of play he plays is not conducive Unless you legitimately have every position is the best position that it can be. And that is so hard and so rare to accomplish. I don't think he can do what he wants to do all the time and get to a final and win it. I think he needs to dumb it down. I think he needs to just play the, the game straight up, not outsmart himself, and he and he might actually do better. I don't think it's a coincidence that Pep Guardiola has not won a Champions League trophy without Messi. In other words, he hasn't won a Champions League trophy since he left Barcelona. I don't think that's a coincidence.
1: On the flip side, what he did with Man City, you could argue that Man City, until Liverpool has come of age and really shown through the last two years specifically, even though they were strong and kind of grew before then, what he's done with City... First of all, they kinda have had the best players at every position in the Premier League maybe at least a couple of the years over the last few years, probably not the last two with Liverpool. But he had turned he's has turned around their program and their club enormously. And so mm-hmm. it really just comes down to not winning a single Champions League, which tarnishes his reputation on that front.
0: Which is which isn't fair, which is which not Which is fair. tough.
1: Which is not fair. Which is tough.
0: But it's also, he spent, you know, what, three years in uh, at Bayern Munich, too? Like, the most dominant club there. He didn't need to rebuild yep. necessarily a complete team. He, he just needed to have the right pieces, so to
1: speak. So. so, losing 3-1 today cannot... He looked very disjointed and disappointed afterwards, as you'd expect. So, that's a tough one for City. Let's move on to the third of four quarterfinals. Leipzig and Atletico Madrid... Two to one in favor of Leipzig. Myself and a couple other people I, were t- I was talking to beforehand all thought Madrid had a great chance at going through, potentially even to the finals. But Leipzig, sans Timo Werner, pulled out two goals and held a Madrid team that's offense has improved greatly since the break to only one goal. Are going through to the semifinals.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, whispers out there, murmurs, um, loud loud. I was attacked by a fly. People didn't see that, but I was attacked by a fly. Um, that uh, Simeone's came back. Simeone's <laughs> method, the defensive method, the the block. You know, I will sit back and defend and, until I can counter and win it. <clears throat> perhaps is no longer effective. Perhaps it's not the strategy that you need to do in order to actually win a full-on trophy. Um, technically, it hasn't done him any good. It hasn't won a Champions
1: League. Um, and yeah, here, they play, played in the finals, lost in the finals at least once, totally. if not twice, I can remember. Totally the other time, but and did not win. It's true. No one remembers second place.
0: No one remembers second place. Well, no, I just did. Well, you remember it, but but no one no one awards <laughs> Completely. people Completely. winning second. You don't win second place. You lose second place. They Diego. No, none, nonetheless, it, it was a it was it was a game where simply S- Salzburg. Or excuse me. Whoa! Get my Red Bulls mixed up. Uh, <laughs> Red Bull Red Bull had things go the right way for them, and they also had a, a system that really worked for them with with Nagelsmann, uh, their coach and. Um, Ultimately, Atletico Madrid, in my humble opinion, back to the beginning of this pod, has not found a proper way to use Zhao Felix. And I do firmly believe in Zhao Felix. I do believe that he is the future uh, of international stars. Um, And if you can't have him work in your system offensively, which when he came in, what did he do? He dribbled, he took on players, he created opportunities, got his own PK, took the PK, scored it. I mean, a guy who absolutely transformed the game. If you can't build a team around that, if you as a coach can't shift the strategy to make that work, then then there's something that's a little probably wrong. And maybe he's not the maybe he's not a bad coach, but maybe he spent a little too much time on this team.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And Nagels, Nagelsman is getting a lot of credit because he has done a lot with not necessarily a little, but salary-wise and player-wise a little. There's a there's a you fun a stat happen.
0: that uh, Leipzig's entire team I think I saw that, yeah. is worth you know 62 million or something, or 67 million maybe. Whereas Thomas Lamar, uh, who you know the very very talented winger, French winger, sat on the bench for Atletico, and only cost and only yeah only cost like what 62. Yeah, basically
1: no. their full entire squad sitting on the bench as one player for Atletico. Never even got in the game. Pretty crazy. So 2-1 Leipzig. And last game, PSG-Atlanta, probably the most dramatic finishing touches, uh, even though Leipzig-Madrid had some excitement at the end. But PSG with two goals, basically 90th minute extra time, both goals, saving their potentially players staying on the club, their owners, <laughs> saving face in general. Yep, That would have been... Bad if they went out again this year and this year to Atalanta in the quarterfinals.
0: And and you and it's uh, you. I feel like you root for Atalanta. Everyone wants Atalanta to do well. It's a team of mis quote unquote like misfits. It's a team of guys who have have you know had to rebuild their careers and are all scrapping things together and and, and building themselves up. and And they had a system that works. I don't think that they are individually all super aesthetically pleasing players, but they had something that works and they had a work ethic that worked. Um, they were missing uh, a notable player, Illich, who was going through some family stuff. It's uh, actually a fun whole debacle if you ever want to look it up. But they they had a team that was winning the majority of the game, 1-0, 90th minute or so, um, when a ton of subs came in for PSG, and they just piled it on. They they brought it home. Um it's not a it's not an encouraging feeling that PSG needed to do all of that in the last seconds to pull them through the next the, the next game. I I think players like Neymar, Neymar for me established himself as without a doubt a top 3 player in the world. I mean, blew by guys. I had forgotten what it was like to watch a guy meg other people and then run through crowds to make things make things happen. Um, so he he stole the show. But really, the, the game-changing factor for me was when Mbappe came in, who had been, had been sidelined with an injury from the past um, couple weeks. And his entrance in the field allowed Neymar so much more space to do what he wanted where he wanted. Um, because Mbappe forced players to worry about his speed on the wing. Um, and so as soon as he comes in, the game opens up a little bit more, a couple more subs come in, PSG makes it happen. But... Ultimately, I mean, Atalanta probably wins that. Like, if you're talking moral, end of the day, who wins the moral game? Atalanta, like, you almost had it. Good for you guys. That is incredible. PSG, shame on you. Good luck. Like, I'm not confident in that team doing anything well moving forward, and I'm pretty worried for that club, um, and what they're gonna do if they don't win a Champions League this year, um, you know. Players like Neymar need to make a decision about whether they need to leave. Mbappe, I mean, he seems destined to leave. It was just a exciting game, don't get me wrong, but man, you're really feeling for this PSG team.
1: People were, I mean, most people were rooting for Atlanta, obviously, because they're the underdog, and Felipe Cardenas, who we'd reached out to for the extra time quote, we were just chatting quickly afterwards, and same deal, he loves the coach, I'm blanking on the name, but has done such a good job with this side in Italy. And obviously it's not just a feel-good thing. They're a super prolific offense, scoring the most goals in the league. I thought it would be a much higher scoring game against PSG, but both teams' defenses actually held up until like the 90th minute, sadly, for Atalanta. Uh, But Mbappe is so good. I think if you take one player that you want to build your squad around, even though Neymar, like you said, top three-ish player in the world, if you had to pick one player... Mbappe just changes the game more with his physical, with his speed and his toughness up front and making things happen for other guys as well where I think his Neymar does so much for himself and it looks great and it is great because he does score big goals and he can make magic happen out of the drop of a hat, nothing but I think Mbappe is better for a team if you had to take one of them on with the same same teammates around them, I think you take Mbappe
0: Totally. He's I mean, that good when he came
1: saying, on. Are we saying same age too, or are we saying different aged? I guess right now, especially you take Mbappe, he's just that much younger. But right now, if you had to win in a single year and you had to bring in mm. one of those players to help your team, mm. I think you bring in Mbappe. Totally. Neymar's his own his own team. Obviously very exciting quarterfinals. We have Leipzig, PSG in the semis, and Bayern Lyon. So still some underdogs. The obvious favorites and the heavyweights are PSG and Bayern to play each other in the finals, which could be a good finals. It seems like Bayern would smack them right now; like they would just wipe the floor with them. I guess Bayern is the heavy favorite right now against everyone. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to wait and see, but Chaz might also some have have some thoughts on the quarterfinals and and semifinals. So you have to check out the Instagram if you missed it already. Check out the breakdown one and two. With that. Let's head into our last segment, a little bit of over-under, but we're switching up the rules a bit this time, Jones.
0: Yeah, so with a new pod format, just a, it's a, we call it a duo pod, two peas in a pod, some may say. Um, we are adjusting our game. Our game is the standard game, over-under. However, uh, we have one umbrella theme that we will try to keep within. Um, one person will ask the other top of the dome what what thing is over underrated and the other person will respond in kind with their proper answer and then once that is completed that person who just responded will then provide the other the initial person who provided the original over under topic subject a subject to rate as over under and then that person will then take what they had Received
1: from the person that they had previously given to they will then give that person I thought I knew what we were doing I'm really confused now <laughs> it's basically for all the listeners that are also confused which you definitely are it's basically Zip Zap Zap, zap is what we're playing right zip, here Zip Zap
0: Jurgen Klopp Klop.
1: there you go exactly okay um, which we've all played before who hasn't who
0: hasn't alright kick, kick it off kick it off let's get young it going young king alright so Eli quick question <clears throat> oh what's our theme people were dying on the message boards um, the theme is nature just nature uh, Eli over underrated can you please confirm whether or not
1: uh, animals are over or underrated animals are underrated mm. and I was just watching a lovely Netflix documentary I love all the Netflix pieces on animals okay the, you know time taking the, the so. blue the wild yep. just everything I mean okay. they're under they're underrated I don't need to say more but I will this documentary was talking about how the smallest creatures have such a large impact on our ecosystem. Give me an example. And if that doesn't scream lovely at you in your face, then you haven't watched enough animal documentaries on Netflix. Like no, an no time for no time for examples. Okay. I'm past my time. I feel like okay, Jones. Are greenhouses over or underrated? Uh, greenhouses uh
0: are uh rated. Why? Uh, because they're both under and overrated, so they cancel each other out. Greenhouses. uh, There's good and bad. Greenhouses that we think of uh, that house our plants, great, perfect. Controlled environment that you can grow something um, and then utilize that nutrients any time of year. Beautiful. Um, The bad, greenhouses are also associated with greenhouse gases, uh, which are up in the atmosphere um, and contribute to global warming. So that's bad. Uh, But both of those... When put together, give you a net neutral, just rated. So, greenhouses, rated. So, it's back to me. I was pausing and <laughs> you waiting forgot the for the format. Reaction. I'm waiting for a quick, no, quick no, reply. Totally, totally. So, right back to you. Uh, hurricanes. Are they over
1: or underrated? Hurricanes are underrated because they cause great devastation. Not because I enjoy them, obviously. Obviously. Interesting fact about hurricanes is there's a very specific type of bird that's able to predict when hurricanes are coming better than the weather, everything weather we have set up electronically. People that are paid to professionally do this, and they tested it over the three-year span. I forget what type of birds it is, but it's the show connected.
0: It's called it's called a Larry.
1: A Larry. <laughs> Larry.
0: A Larry bird.
1: Like our friendly repair guy, Larry. Nothing friendly about him. The birds are no, he's friendly. Anyways. <laughs> hurricanes are underrated cuz Larry, they're Larry's serious. Cuz they're guy. serious. Yep. But those birds being able to predict hurricanes better than us is also underrated cuz that's sick. Okay. Jones are the leaves turning different colors for fall. Yep. Under or overrated? Yeah, they're East Coast. So I don't know what rating that
0: is, but um...
1: Uh, leaves changing color is um,
0: underrated Uh, in the Midwest you don't really have that it lasts about two and a half weeks maybe um, if you're fortunate if you're if you're granted that before snow falls or something completely ruins it Uh, we don't have much of a fall or spring here in Chicago but when I spent some time in Connecticut I believe you are from there if I recall I had unbelievable falls unbelievable falls that extended forever It, it wasn't even a fall it's an autumn out there it's a proper autumn um, and having that scenic background backdrop to your life, it changes um, how you feel, how you engage with one another, um, and also inspires you. <sighs> I think it's your time. Maybe just end on exhaling. All right. Um, and this last one, Eli, uh, uh, under the nature umbrella, is uh, is bumblebees. Are they over or underrated?
1: bumblebees are rated they are necessary for a lot of things for our species that i can't speak to but i know they're important but they also sting us and people have allergies to them and they can be frustrating and rain on your picnic but i know they're important so they're rated okay my last one for you yep is personal okay is our 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 money tree terry that we became the owners of maybe three months ago, two months ago. Okay. Is Terry over or underrated? Terry
0: Terry cannot be more underrated if, if possible. Terry has brought within this household um, a, a new found one source of oxygen, but also a um, source of hope. I think we, we have been living in a quarantine that has been uh, a little disheartening and we needed a breath of fresh air. And what did Terry come and do? Terry, our little money plant. I'm looking at him. He's looking real. He's looking like a snack right now. He's coming in and he's changed everything about this place. So, uh, could you value him any more than than he is currently? Absolutely not. He is he is priceless. He is underrated.
1: Underrated. For the record, his value is like 13 bucks. Underrated. If you stuck with us this long, thank you as always for listening. We miss Icy greatly, as I'm sure you do as well. But we have a very exciting interview coming up for next week that is going to fill up most of the pod because it was super engaging. And we'll leave it a mystery who it was that we chatted with. might even be multiple people, which is very exciting. Thanks for listening. And thanks for sticking with us. we got exciting stuff coming on social media as well that we want you to be a part of. So follow us. See you next week. Au revoir. Called Bevy when you're recording at 5 a.m. Oh no, oh no! Wait, we record this what on? This is t- is it Tuesday? It's you just kind of woke me up, bro. I can't even see the clock. I just dragged us both out here. Yep.
0: You set everything up, or do we leave this from last week?
1: This is from last week. I wow. we recorded also at 2 a.m.